Hello and welcome to episode 18 of I'm Fine, a chat between myself, Damo, and lifelong Bristol Rovers fan, Mark. True that. God, I just had to swallow in time. <laughs> meal deal. It's a way to, yeah. And what did we say the golden rule was? Never eat a meal deal. No. <laughs> Never eat on a podcast. Yeah. I did it with seconds to spare. You did. <clears throat> Still didn't work though. <laughs> The chat around the subjects of health, wealth, well-being, fitness, sport, conspiracy, and cats that don't exist. Oh. We'll come to that. So well. We're all work in progress, and this podcast is no exception. In short, it's a poke at our perfectly imperfect lives, and if we can make just one person feel like they're not alone in all this madness, then our work here is done. So, coming up in this episode, warm up and stretch, we have some bookmarks, picking up on some threads in the last couple of episodes. Been a busy week, three episodes in a week. Mm. Work-life ballet. Turns out I'm in trouble with Facebook as well. Yeah. Oops. Join the club. Uh, we've got part one of Are We Being Played? Macro. Yeah. Going big. Are We Being Played? Which has always been my hashtag. I think you might be joining in on that one because I think, I think so. You might be converting me yeah. <laughs> to your ways. Dragging you down. And uh, drop and give me 20. Uh, Mark started his mindfulness course, and we're going to call this Raisin to Be Cheerful. Part three. It's genius. When I read it, I just thought, unbelievable. Mm. I think I I think I punched the air. Yeah. Because it was that good. My marketing man's I mean, dream. It makes no <laughs> sense to anyone else currently. But yeah. Currently. currently. <laughs> Drum roll. <laughs> oh, good. I was worried we weren't going to have the uh, the pizzazz. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, were... we said there weren't enough laughs. And look at this. Two minutes in. Been bloody amazing. <laughs> yeah. Thank you and good night. <laughs> so um, welcome to the Philippines is what I wanted to say first. We're not in the Philippines. This room is probably as hot. Right, it's yeah. the Philippines. Uh, yes. We're not in the Philippines. Um, but someone is. Someone is. Go on, tell me. I don't know what you're... No, that, that's it. That alluding like there's, to. There's someone in the Philippines. Listening, listening to, us. to us. Yeah. Talking of listening, I don't know whether this is the best compliment. Someone picked up on one of the past podcasts and said something to me. I think my constant reference is just wanting some, some love from America. and um, anyone. Yeah. And uh, they said... Perhaps they just listen for your accent. And I thought, that's that's what it'll be. Someone in America wants to hear a British voice. Oh, and, they're cute. <laughs> and they've chosen, you know, they could have any of the great dramatic actors that this country has produced. <laughs> yeah. And they could have some for you. two squeaky Bristolians talking shit. Yeah, that's they've done it for the accents. I mean, too, you mean, you mean I'm squeaky. Let's, you okay. know, you've got a nice booming manly voice, haven't you? I'll put it on for this. <laughs> <laughs> It's like Mickey Mouse most of the time. <laughs> um, so you sort of think they're all sitting there going, "Aw, all these Americans going, aw, listen yeah. to them." I think they probably they think, feel sorry for us. I think, think it's for the content, to be honest. I think <laughs> I don't mind how they're listening, really. If they no, if they're just for amusement, then happy days, right? How are you doing? I'm very, very good. I'm probably a wee bit more bubbly than I should be, to be honest. But okay. and that's only going to get worse if you look what's sat in front of me, which you'll allude to later, I expect. I can only see Iron Brew. Yeah, well, that's which for American listeners <laughs> is Iron Brew. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll talk about that later. We'll talk well, about Iron that Brew. later. Or oh, the thing I can't, is there something I can't see or something you got written no, down no, in your no, book? No, no, no. I knew if I came in here with a bottle of Iron Brew or Iron Brew, is it Iron Brew? Or Iron Brew. Iron Brew. <laughs> um, it would cause some comment, and I want it to evoke a reaction because I'm going to ask you to do a Google search later today. Well, you're making an assumption that I judge. 
I think you were slightly surprised. You actually made the statement that makes me feel better about the shit I've Yeah, well, I just, I just bought uh, like a packet of samosa and some beef kind of crisps. Yeah. And, and, and we were like, let's just get rid of that before Mark comes and you turn up with a meal deal. I was eating grilled steak crisps so quickly in the car, so I didn't come in here with them. But you had some chocolate in there as well, didn't you? I was tempted. Mm. But so, I went for the biscuits instead. I thought, share the love. That was very good. You bought... Yeah, bought us gifts. It's very nice. Yeah, Tesco won't So oh, you've actually got quite a lot written down there. Um, yeah, I think this is. I think we better get on with this because Tesco. Um, very quick thing on release times. We've changed our release times. We've moved from Sundays, Sundays and Wednesdays mm-hmm. to Tuesday mornings and Friday mornings. Mm-hmm. And is it still not that I think everyone's sitting there? GMT. Um, yeah. Is it BST well, that's or what US? I mean, GMT starts on or whatever it is starts on Sunday, doesn't it? The yeah. clocks go back. I don't think we've blown anyone's minds. I don't think anyone's running around like a headless chicken going i just can't i can't they've changed their release dates i don't know what's going on because of our our need for adulation we do still think that there's a there's a, a degree of our listeners that just sit and wait for it to be released got to be some weirdos out there like that aren't there needy i kind of roll like up, i kind of roll over it but first you know with a kind of one eye in the morning the morning it's out what your eye is out no, <laughs> when you said you rolled over with one eye, one eye, I thought there's. <laughs> it was my. Do you not know that one's an artificial one? <laughs> well, I leave you, it in a little. Love cup the way of, you're pointing at I it. I leave it in a cup of water. Yeah, with my false teeth. <laughs> <laughs> I roll over and I look at. I do a quick refresh and see how many. If it's come out of five, and I'm waking up at seven or something, I yeah. go how many we've had in the. You know. Yeah, yeah. It's it quite addictive. That does the numbers thing. A bit addictive, you think? Yeah, mm. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see, I think that's okay. It feels like a nice. It feels like. Friday, having something for the weekend is quite nice doing it yeah. on a Friday. Yeah, yeah. I kind of get my Saturday nights back. <laughs> yeah, that, that is a good point. I mean, from, I kind of, I, that, not that that was a problem, just for uh, public clarity. Yeah. And not just yours. <laughs> so I didn't really didn't mind, but... Um, I mean, and obviously that I bring all the spark and enthusiasm and and humour. Yeah, sorry. Nuance. Mm. All those. I mean, you're the star. I mean, let's... I'm the star. But like we said before, when we use the pantomime, you know, sort of metaphor. You are still working hard, so like I'm still the play. back. I'm still the back of the horse. Is yeah, that what and you're it's saying? just as important. And it's you're not fact, even the front. In fact, I'm like gonna, the dame. I'm going to call you a podcast hero because everyone's called heroes. Went into Tesco's to get my food today, and there was a, a branded car saying "Become a childcare hero." And I thought huh? that that used to be a childcare worker or childcare help. Okay, I think the word's being misused. It's now. been misused for for years. I think. I think I think hero can probably be defined as have you dragged anyone out of something that's on fire mm-hmm. and they've survived? Mm-hmm. Have you put your life at risk for some? That's how I see it. Yeah. Hero. And people do put their lives at risk yeah. in their job because the help for hero. They, you know, they, if you're coming back from Afghanistan and you've lost, you know, lost limbs and, yeah. and they're called hero. You know, yeah. to call someone like that who's just arguably doing a fairly safe job. I think it just dilutes a hero is a bit whole, of a piss take. Yeah, isn't it? it dilutes it for those people that it does that who yeah. are gen- yeah. genuinely yeah. But not anything against childcare workers before no, everyone writes in. <laughs> they are heroes. In. I think we should say more of this stuff to encourage people. Just be contentious. To... Yeah. <laughs> but that is the world, isn't it? Mm. So the red red dot, we touched on um, notifications in social. Yeah. One thing I just wanted to pick up, that the red dots keep tricking me. Okay. And I know what they're doing. Yeah. And I know they're doing it on purpose. Yeah. But I keep falling for it. So, so there's no engagement on any of our posts or mm-hmm. any of my accounts posts or anything. Yeah. If I go in, say, 20, 20 minute intervals, there'll yeah. be a red dot. Mm-hmm. Not just in my account, but a red dot against the accounts that I've got because I've got multi accounts in, yeah. you know, for all my personalities. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but there's a red dot. So I then go into it mm-hmm. and there's nothing there, really. Mm-hmm. Well, it may go, someone posted a video three hours ago. 
Yeah. Well, it's not a notification. That's not news. No. Or this person followed you. It's like, yeah, they followed me yesterday. So yeah. they're just reminding you. This yeah. is just a constant red dot. Yeah. Constant yeah. red. And I'm still falling for it every time I open my phone. So I'm not, you know, so by turning the notifications off, I've done absolutely nothing, really. Mm -hmm. This might go on. I don't want this to go on too much. No. This, uh, this next little bit. Be brief for a fucking change. <laughs> <laughs> I like it when you're like this. You're like this on Thursday. Yeah. We might come to that, but you're okay. on one. These red dots and the last couple of episodes have got me thinking about my personal crusade of brevity mm -hmm. and thinking why collectively and individually we're losing connections. So lots of themes coming together, connections with the natural worlds we talked mm -hmm. about, connections with people, mm -hmm. uh, connections with arguably the things we, that fill us with joy and we should be concentrating yeah, on. Yeah. So I write a weekly digest yeah. for my company, which mm -hmm. I think I told you about. Yeah, yeah, I've read start, It was good. Oh, oh, I sent you one, didn't I? Yeah. So I yeah. think I'm on like... You write well. You write well. Thanks. Um, I think I'm up to 32 now, because I've been writing one since, since our lockdown here, mm -hmm. because obviously we all went home and I thought, mm. let's try and keep everyone connected. And yeah. So apart from kind of started off with company updates and now it's gone into my, my musings and yeah. ramblings, they probably can't stand it. They probably hit delete or send, you know. I would imagine most do, but there's going to be a couple. <laughs> if it just one person reads it, <laughs> yeah, like then your work there I'm is sure done. Set up a <laughs> your work at work is done. You, oh, I've got to watch you today. You're too good. You're on it. Okay, carry on. Um, so this week I touched on that very subject of connection because all the things we're talking about, mm -hmm. things that are going on and, and things... And that particular thing that has happened that I haven't talked about that I yeah. mentioned at the beginning yeah. of this. And weirdly, after I wrote this digest and sent it out, I received a men's health email, mm -hmm. which had the heading of 18 ways to build mental strength without being told to man up. And this quote was number 16 out of 18. Okay. So often it's not the news that causes you stress, but the sense of helplessness that it evokes. The solution is to align yourself with people whose actions you admire, whether in person or by supporting and following an online campaign. In other words, trade passive news consumption for active participation. Mm -hmm. Taking the Black Lives Matter movement as an example, Eugene Ellis, director of the Black African and Asian Therapy Network, points to the mental health benefits of seeking solidarity. It's not just a political act, he says. It's an antidote to the feelings of powerlessness that many of us experience. When you start to engage, you discover that below the hopelessness is connection. And when you find connection, it's easy to know what to do. So I kind of like that. And I kind of appreciate that engagement is effectively taking action which comes into our kind of small steps yeah and a little bit i want to touch on in a bit it's not being a passive sponge to everybody mm. else's ideas but also engagement can actually be a struggle for many people mm -hmm. whether that's knowing when to engage with whom uh how much is just enough for themselves and what perception is that for others in this volatile world where essentially our good intentions can get easily misconstrued it's so all being well we'll aim to take the premise that speed noise and ferociousness of life that we're being encouraged to subscribe to is actually something we can ring fence to our own end so you could either dive into it you can dip into it once in a while or you can keep it at arm's length or you can completely unsubscribe from it mm -hmm. in summary it's a world where we have the ability to stop and get off should we choose this will kind of tie into some of the things we're going to be talking about um and kind of in a beautiful twist of fate you brought up slow training we're talking about slowing things down mm -hmm. and taking a breath and having a connection with the natural world and all you know taking stock i guess yeah. and then you started yeah, talking yeah. about slow and i the slow no. movement isn't new no. so i thought it could be good to um plant that and put you know three or four things together and we're going to be talking about some in this episode and then in the next episode um but kind of connection was a real it's a real thing that one of our kind of entire tag cloud is something that kept yeah been coming up that's either missing or just needs to be thought about i guess i just wanted to confirm with you when i listened back to one of our last episodes you used brevity a few times 
And the way you described it isn't the way that I understand it. Well, in terms of its actual definition or just in, how you've... Well, both, both isn't it? There, there, there can be definitions of words, so we're going to have a word of the day later. For me, brevity is, is just being brief. It's being short. Mm-hmm. It's being succinct. Yeah. But I think sometimes your brevity is different. I think it's almost like a pace thing. Yeah, but I mean, it can be the shortness of time, which is kind yeah. of, which is actually the other half of yours. There's kind of two split definition, really. Mm-hmm. The first one is what you just said, and the second is is the shortness of time. Yeah, um, I've always got it from people using it in emails. So excuse the brevity, but yeah, this is going to be a short email. Yeah. So let's just get to the point. That mm-hmm. is okay, and that is good. But that you know, if you repeated like any habit repeatedly, mm-hmm. that just speeds everything up. Yeah. So you don't have to take stock to write a longer email and explain everything because no one's got the bloody time. Mm. So yes, there's a time to be concise mm-hmm. and succinct. Yeah. But then as time goes on, everything speeds up and you, you, know, you know, brevity doesn't become a choice. It becomes a reflex. Okay. Does that make sense? I'm just looking a little bit glazed, aren't I? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm it's fine. Brew. <laughs> yeah. You had a little sip and you've gone. <laughs> no, I don't know if I'm quite getting you. That's all. Okay, so I think where I kind of bring the, the brevity in is that we're, everything is short. There's, everything's a snippet, everything's a fleeting kind of throwaway mm-hmm. moment. I guess that's where I'm coming from. And we're not taking the time to connect. Okay. Basically, you okay. Know, make, yeah, 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 I'm with you. The whole kind of slow movement is about, you know, not going at the pace that the world is expecting but, but us that, to go that's at or the, encouraging us to go at. That's the point I'm saying about the definition, because you're saying, and we're, we've pace. both been saying, that there are, there is, everything is a soundbite, everything is short, and, but that is brevity. Yes. But the brevity that you're after is brevity. No, I'm not after brevity. Okay. I think it has a time and a place, but everything just seems to be that by default. All right. I don't think brevity is necessarily good these days. You're going to have some fun editing this, right? Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. I'm not going, we end. need more brevity. Woo. My crusade I didn't is, understand Okay. Thank, after all these episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I, there's other things to talk about in this episode, which is about the face, you know, the Facebook thing. And yeah. Our reliance on those platforms and those platforms encourage brevity, yeah. um, and it and it and it's fine sometimes. You don't need people to waffle on, but it's just that's just everything. And so there isn't the time to discuss, there isn't the time to debate, there isn't the time to step back. You know, take in the you have a breath. I'm with you. I think, think I... Be, you know, think before you speak. Essentially. Okay. Okay. I understand that. I understand. Um, are rainbow circles? Mm-hmm. Yes, they are. How do you know? you said so exactly but you uh, still need a google despite that no okay you just decided <laughs> to believe me <laughs> so rainbows are the result of a refraction and reflection of light something you said last week yeah both refraction and reflection are phenomena that involve a change in a wave's direction the radius of a rainbow is determined by the water droplets refractive index our refractive index is the measure of how much a ray of light refracts bends as it passes from one medium to another a droplet with high refractive index will help produce a rainbow with a smaller radius. Mm-hmm. Rainbows are actually full circles. Mind fucking blown. Full stop. <laughs> the antisolar point is the center of the circle. Viewers in aircraft can sometimes see the circular rainbows. Viewers on the ground can only see the light reflected by raindrops above the horizon because each person's horizon is a little different. No one actually. Dip, no, no, sorry. Dip, dip. <laughs> what were you going to say? I was, saying, bit... I was struggling anyway. <laughs> it's because the Earth's flat, that's why. <laughs> 
Okay, that's in somehow. Uh, no one actually sees a rainbow from the ground. In fact, no one sees the same rainbow. Each person has a different anti-solar point. Each person has a different horizon. Someone who appears below or near the end of a rainbow to one viewer will see another rainbow extending from his or her horizon. Wow. It's a lot of stuff there. Isn't it? Just a rainbow. And I was right. I guess yeah, I don't, don't look at it. Is it the same for moonbows? I haven't looked at moonbows. No, I'm guessing it's the same. Moonbows are, yeah, like that, but night. <laughs> look at <it up> yourself. <laughs> Apologies, moons and periods. I thought it was okay talking about it. I listened to it back, but I think we're okay. I, I was very uncomfortable talking about it, but that's just the way. No, I'm <laughs> going to put my hand up here. Um, this is, I've, I've done so much research this week, and I didn't research that. I, my, my bone of contention, why I put it on the notes, was the way you explained that that moon didn't have an effect seemed to suggest that my view of periods was something that every woman on a new moon or a full moon started her period. That's the way you <laughs> not at all. The way you I didn't see it like it. that at all. And we're I, having communication problems today, we are. <laughs> this week. Seventy percent of success is through rapport. I was reading. <laughs> I was just going to say you were saying people were mentioning rapport, and yeah. you're like, oh, we've just completely lost it. Yeah, let's not fall out. No, no we're not falling out. We're not falling out. Periods. Okay. Um, but yeah, I will research for next time. I apologise. There was, no, so, no, there was we a point. Did, though. We, we cleared it up. I think you, you, I think the, the apology was that you thought, I thought you thought I was stitching you up or something. I don't know. This is, this is, is this probably not a thing at all. No, it's not a big deal. I also said, because sometimes when you listen back to these things, mm-hmm. you just go, why did I say that? Mm. That's absolute nonsense so i kind of said do you know we recorded out a sequence didn't we last week yeah and there's me going i know what it's like for people who make really complicated films mm-hmm. to record out to film out a sequence actually it's nothing like it is it if you think of a film like memento which is pretty much done backwards yeah or the new film tenet which is mind-blowingly bonkers or benjamin F- button that was that filmed out no that's just he got older yeah you no. just- <laughs> No, no, not like Benjamin Button. Um, so really, this isn't as complicated. So all those filmmakers out there who are raising their fists to me going, you idiot. Tarantino. <laughs> yeah. He stopped you, listening. Yeah. Because of that one yeah. thing. Thanks. <laughs> and he entered the Cormoran competition, <laughs> but he was late. He was doing a complicated film sequence. <laughs> and a couple of episodes ago, I said that I, I had sent that image that you got brought up by Facebook's fact checkers upon as a test i sent it as a test to see if i was going to get the same punishment mm-hmm. and at the time of recording i hadn't got anything mm-hmm. that evening mm-hmm. i received a notification from instagram saying this post has been flagged and will be checked by our independent yeah independent air quotes <laughs> panel yeah so i got exactly the same warning as you did did you get their anecdotal 139 people going to a hairdresser in missouri as evidence did no. you read oh. no they do send the evidence through. Oh, I didn't. No, I didn't have oh, any right. of that. So they eventually got to me. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing I wanted to talk about what happened next is because my Facebook kind of always messing with their, well, just messing with Facebook. Like mm. I said the other day, they can. It's theirs. Yeah. They can do it. Like, yeah, yeah. I've got a problem. But because we use it for work in terms of ad accounts mm-hmm. for our clients, make, makes kind of sense. But they want all their personal accounts to be linked to everyone's ad accounts, professional ad accounts. Mm-hmm. Two days after that happened, I was trying to do some boost some posts for our for mm-hmm. our facebook and um my ad account started to get shut down just all, everything went red lots of flags it says your, yeah. your account has been your account's under review and i'm thinking hold on a minute 
there's our podcast ad, uh, Facebook things, and I've got some some of my clients on there as yeah. well that I'm attached yeah. to. So I was thinking, oh shit, I didn't know at the time. I was mm. worried that it was going to stop us from advertising for our clients. And I got into work and I was chatting to one of the one of the guys in the team, and I said, this has happened. She said, well, as long as you haven't been talking about politics or coronavirus, mm. you'll be absolutely fine. And I went, um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I did say something. She went, well, that'd be it then. I was mm. like, oh. so. So your money not, now isn't even. They well, don't want your money. That was kind of for about three or four days. The accounts have been down, but as of last night, they all kind of unlocked mysteriously. Maybe they'd listened to the podcast <laughs> and thought, thought better of it. I don't know. Um, but yeah, they're all kind of they're all back now, and they just suddenly kicked in. But I did notice that although they said my account was shut down, they were taking money for the ads. So I'm yeah. not actually sure whether the ads are out there or not. Oh, okay. I couldn't see them. Right, but they've taken the yeah, money. Yeah, yeah. They sent me an invoice. I love the way you said that maybe they listen to the podcast. So, so, so far, we've got Tarantino and mm. Zuckerberg mm. listening to this podcast. Yeah. What else are they going to do? They haven't got anything else to do. No. Bloody um, knit masks. Are we being played? Yeah. Okay. Well, that wasn't an answer because that would be too short. <laughs> <laughs> Next. Yeah. Yes. Next. Um, I've been using this hashtag on and off for few months I, I don't really post that much i'm making out i'm some i'm not an anarchist at all i just there is things, you're an armchair anarchist yeah. <laughs> like yeah i haven't got enough enthusiasm to be an anarchist i've used the hashtag are we being played or we are all being played i think that's what i use more just because i have um i was going to say a, a tacit lack of faith and trust in organizations i guess not mm-hmm. necessarily individuals but organizations so what I wanted to just talk about, about the we're all being played, and we're going to split it between this podcast and the next one, is the macro and the micro level. Mm-hmm. And the micro level is why I bought, bought this bottle of Urn Brew in. So when we, <laughs> when we do that in the next podcast... You just did say Urn Brew. Urn Brew. Rather than Iron Brew. We're going to have to sort this in a minute. What, a fight? <laughs> <laughs> I think you're particularly feisty today. Fest of three arms. You know I haven't got a chance. I can use my bulk. We could just ring a random person. I'm heavier in than you, but that's all I've got. <laughs> I'm not as nimble and fast. <laughs> okay. Uh, and as we've discovered two episodes ago, you know how to take on crackheads. So I'm not. I'm not. Okay. I, I think we're sticking with Iron Brew, aren't we? That's all right. Really teasing you again um so the first bit, the mac, the micro level is going to be looking at food and drink and how we're being played. And I've discovered something this week, and you're going to have a little quiz in the next podcast. I'm not going to tell you what what I'm going to ask you to do. And I think you will fail, because I don't think Google is going to give you the answer. But we'll wait. Clickbait. I mean, this is all pessimism, not from last episode. No, it's not doubting you. It's that I've already tried... I've got all fighty. Yeah, I'll prove you him know, wrong. I don't know I'm competitive until someone goes, I you think you're going to be shit at this. <laughs> I was more about the internet than you personally. Okay, so okay. the macro level was going to be all about conspiracies and control and government. Mm. Been listening to something that I forwarded to you, and I think both of us have just found it just wow. Yeah. Yeah. This isn't necessarily we're all being played, but I think this is we're all soon to be played. <laughs> Yeah. Am I right? It's coming, right? Yeah, it's coming, like it or not. So, yeah. We're going to start off with the growing epidemic of misinformation and disinformation. I've decided we should maybe rename ourselves Sam Harris Lights because what we do <laughs> is sit through. <laughs> I wish we were close. I really <laughs> yeah. wish we were. Very light. I was listening to it in the car earlier and thinking about your comment about, you know, he's got to be worried and we're snapping at his heels. Yeah. And I'm thinking, 
Not a chance. Sam Harris zero then. But the value, I think, in <laughs> nicking content is that we're giving a snapshot of a two-hour, a brilliant two-hour podcast. Yeah. Like beyond brilliant. Although I think this one was a little bit, most of them are two hours. I think this one was a bit less. But I think what we're going to be able to do in this is distill some of the things that were brought up and then exactly what we've been saying, start the conversation. The relevancy for me is this, there's a lot of stuff that's coming together here and this, there's some things like this that come up. Like we're not in the business of going no. listening to other people's podcasts and coming here going, oh, we're just we listening can, we to it imp- because that was one of the things that you found exactly. on other people and it drives you crack. Absolutely. Yeah. But it's relevant to the things we have been talking about. Yeah. That I like to think we came up with on our own <laughs> to, <laughs> some, to, to some degree. And, you know, and it's there's stuff out there. It's going with point, yeah, we're pointing people here, listen to this, because we think it's really, yeah. really good. But we're also commenting on what we think of it. Yes. So going to go through this in a little bit of bullet point, but I know you've listened, so feel free to, mm. to interrupt us as uh, usual. So Sam Harris speaks with um, a woman called Nina Schick. 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 Mm. Yeah. So we're, what we're going to do about you go all going to be played soon is firstly looking at deep fake. And I thought it's worth making that differentiation here between deep fake and fake news mm. we know trump uses fake news a lot yeah, my interpretation is fake news is one of two things it's either people telling untruths because it fits their narrative and they don't really care whether they're true or not mm-hmm. they can just say it and people on twitter will jump onto it yeah and the other thing about fake news is When your narrative is so strong, you have to say fake news because the people that are paying you or the people that are supporting you demand it. Mm. So you you have to say, if if you're coming from the left, you have to be anti-right, even if the decision that was made by the right was correct and you agreed with it. You You can't be seen to. Yeah, and it's a little bit like the Labour Conservative thing at the moment with um, Keir Starmer and Boris Johnson. It's like their views on lockdowns and fire breaks and shortcuts and all these other stupid words that mm, are coming mm. up, they sort of change daily. Yeah. You know, but Boris and they're broadly will... the same. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Basically, we need, to, we need to stay inside. So this, can... yeah. And they're all just coming up with different buzzwords, aren't they? But they can then the argue thing. with each other about how many days and how it's going to look. And Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's what I see as fake news, that it's fitting a narrative. It doesn't matter whether it's true or not. Mm-hmm. Quite often it won't be, or it'll be exaggerated, or it won't be within context. So the difference is that deep fake is what's called a synthetic media. And so synthetic media is any type of media image. So it can be video, text, images, whatever, that is generated by artificial intelligence. And this was the word for today, which was nascent, mm. um, which I like. Yeah. Um, and this was what I was saying when we were talking about definitions earlier. My understanding is that this is something that comes into existence like recently, but has signs of potential and longevity. So something comes along and it's like, this is really exciting and it's going to be a thing. Yeah. So artificial intelligence and deep fake especially is something that I think, from my understanding, is going to be omnipresent is going to be the new ubiquitous thing that everybody is going to be yeah. uh, touched by and it was interesting listening to, to to nina schick that she was saying only in about the last two years had it had real world applications people mm-hmm. had played at it before and done yeah. little bits and pieces and i'm going to um mention a couple of things that are on the internet that people can go and see in fact i mentioned one of them now one of them is on youtube and i listened to it when i was in the car earlier and i wouldn't say it's the best um example <laughs> the best example of, of of our evolving world uh, we'll, we'll give the links to this but basically a guy that's into voice 
synthesizing a voice syncing, I can't quite remember, yeah. um, has created um, what he's calling the world's most dangerous group and its five ex-presidents. Um, and basically he has stolen their um, voices, synthesized them, mm. and they're doing the rap from NWA's Fuck the Police. Mm -hmm. And you're getting dead men. They're not all dead because Clinton and Obama are on this, but some of them like Kennedy and, and Reagan are dead. Yeah. And he synthesized their voices to be singing the lyrics to that. And it, although this is going to be seen as an amateurish thing in a year's time, quite spooky that you could listen to it and going, that is Ronald Reagan rapping yeah. NWA. Um, do, you, do you want to go on to the other one then? Because this excites you even more than me, I think. It does. I mean, we're, we're kicking about on, um, on WhatsApp. Oh, thanks for the cat picture this morning. <laughs> yes. It wasn't a gif. No. I wasn't actually sure it was a deep fake or not, but it was basically a big tray of... Uh, bread rolls? Bread rolls. Yeah. But one of the bread rolls had... A little little cat face on it, a little kitten face. So it's like a little pudgy. Well, it wasn't drawn. Bread was it? kitten. It was, it was, it was a, like a proper, yeah, yeah a little Photoshop a job. Kitten within a bun. Yeah, that's what's it. You know, could be deep fake. Could be. <laughs> it wasn't for the buns, or <laughs> uh, um, yeah. And you then you sent me, I think yesterday, the website that is called This Cat Doesn't Exist. Yeah, or This Person Doesn't Exist dot com, which I didn't hear about until yeah, yeah. until until today. I just played to your strengths with the cats. <laughs> yeah. But it's brilliant. So mm. it's basically a site that just has a picture of a person or a cat on it. Yes. That person is generated by AI. Yes. And literally doesn't exist. No. But to look at it, you would think it is absolutely real. I can't. Spookily so. I still can't work it out, my reaction. But if, 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 if it wasn't called this cat doesn't exist or this human doesn't exist, you just look at it and go, okay, why are you showing me a picture of cats and people? But it generates. It generates. Wouldn't you? You'd be like, okay, what's so impressive about that? But yeah, I think a photograph of a cat is probably not groundbreaking. <laughs> no. it's, it's been done. Um, <laughs> I think, from my perception, is when I looked at this site, and there's there's hardly any writing in it. It basically just goes, "This is a computer yeah. generated, well, AI generated." Mm. The difficulty for me is that I will look at pictures of people, mm. and they will evoke a response from me, mm -hmm. as in. I like the look of that person. I don't like the look of that person. Look at that person's hair. Look at that yeah. person's eyes. Yeah. So I'm interacting with something that doesn't exist. And you could say, well, a painting doesn't exist. Yeah. But a painting doesn't purport to be a real live human sure. being. Yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. painting. So the context of looking at a painting yeah. is your mind goes, you might go, that's a good representation of a person. Yeah. When you look at these on the website, mm -hmm. you look at the cats and you're going, oh, I'd like that cat. No, you're right. And there's, there's some of those kind of, almost photorealist kind of paintings yes. and illustrations yes. you look at these days and you look at you wouldn't know it you think it was a photograph and then you either see someone drawing it or it comes yes. or you close up and you go blimey of course your reaction you probably don't feel it but your reaction to that changes immediately doesn't it yeah you have that that reaction towards another human being yeah then when you realize it isn't you kind of feel duped or you have different feet you, or your reaction is you going, have what, less a of an what a brilliant response. what a brilliant yeah. photo picture whatever it is yeah. how the artist has managed to calm yeah. me a little bit but it, but i think it's amazing how, how how much our brains kind of try and process all that and yeah and draw responses on it isn't it yeah if people want to look at that website and there's nothing other than photographs there yeah so, so basically it's, what it's doing is taking data and you know from all the pictures that probably exist either yes. on the internet yes. or anywhere else and piecing them together yeah. to make something new a bit like misfits for those born in the 60s those chocolate is that chocolate no it's a board game oh so <laughs> so one of the things that nina was saying is that because of the speed 
that this is progressing mm. is that it's going to basically transform the perception of everything in the world. Yep. It isn't going to be some niche thing that a few geeks are doing pictures on a, on a, on a website. Yep. It is going to be everything that happens in yep. this world is going to be influenced or have some relation to this mm -hmm. uh, deep fake. And I guess it will have to change its name to deep fake because it's probably going to become reality. Yeah. Or, or a, a, well, that's a twisted point. reality, put yeah. it that way. Yeah. She was saying that anybody can create content to a fidelity that's only possible at the moment in Hollywood studios. Yeah. And was saying by the end of this decade, I think I listened to her somewhere else as well as Sam Harris. She was saying basically by the end of this decade, we will have mobile phones or whatever we have that will be able to create basically President Trump saying whatever you want President Trump to say, yeah. and nobody will be able to determine yeah. whether he has said that or, or not. Or your friends. Or your friends or, or your, your enemies. Yes. <laughs> The other thing around this is that it's almost free. The accessibility, it's its going to be something that you're going to have to pay a premium from. It's going to be the same way that you naively create a TikTok video now. Yeah. You're going to be able to create a video that can have devastating yeah. effects in terms of misinformation and disinformation. Mm. And one of the things that she was saying at the moment, CGI struggles a bit on human movement. And mm. I think you alluded to the Irishman Although yeah, that wasn't it, human I, movement. I need was, to go and check this. I think in The Irishman, they're making one of the characters look younger. I think it's either Nero or Pesci. Yeah. Those are the two of the guys. And, in it, it, and it is a little bit iffy. I think Star Wars also, the recent ones were made, but brought um, Peter Cushing back. All right. Because he was in the original Star Wars. Okay. They brought him back and they CGI'd him. But it, it's it's good. And it would have been amazing five, ten years ago, but it's a bit... Mm. Yeah. But we're saying that this technology will mean you get to the place where you won't know the difference. Mm. I, don't, I haven't watched Star Wars, so I wouldn't know. I know that's going to like... Okay. okay, another episode. Mic drop. <laughs> yeah, but in that example, the Irishman, I think, you know, someone on, I need to follow this up, but someone on YouTube, this is the example she gives, that someone on YouTube has gone away and redone Done it. Better. Did, redone yeah, it. and that's better only a than, year later. Than a million pound studio yeah. could do it. Yeah. yeah. One of the things that um, Sam Harris said to her is that but this could be a lot of fun as well. I guess it's a bit like virtual reality. Virtual reality seems to have gone quite quiet. It, you know, yeah. it was sort of... It's still ticking yeah, along, isn't it? We're, not really going anywhere. It's not mainstream. Well, yeah. And maybe this right. is going to take over because why do you need something with a massively expensive headset to try and be yeah, something different when someone can create a video of, of anything in the world? Very soon. Yeah. I think one of the terms I like that she used about not getting humans quite right, especially with the movement, I think images and voice synthesis is pretty well there. Yeah. So one of the things that, that both of them were saying is that this is m misinformation for all. This yeah. is just going to take over the world that, that anybody yeah. can have it. So how yeah. do you put some sense of or some semblance of control over this? Mm. And I think with anything where it's a matter of good or bad, the money chases the bad. Mm. There's going to be far less money put into making sure that we're all given credible and true information. Yeah. There's going to be a lot more money being made on spreading misinformation. Yes. I think for me on on this, and you've already kind of touched on it, that the the opportunity for this being hugely fun mm -hmm. is you know is massive. But all, like everything, like social media is a lot of fun, but it's also been used in yeah. a, a, arguably a detrimental way. And it's exactly the same thing with with this. This is for everybody. This isn't like oh, this is going to be used by the rich and the powerful. Mm -hmm. Well, it already is being used by people in their bedrooms who know yeah. a little bit about technology. Yeah. The subject matter and the content matter isn't about the rich and the famous and your politicians. And mm. It's about you and literally about you and me. Yeah. So I could take a video of you and make, you know, and put it on, <laughs> put it anywhere, send it to anyone and go, and they think you're, you're saying these things. Yeah. People are getting accused wrongly at the moment about things. Yeah. Just through text. Just yeah. when someone's telling a lie, yeah. this gives you the opportunity to back that up with video, picture, mm. audio evidence. Yeah. 
in which, you, well, used to be evidence. Yeah. Now it's not going to stand on any legs whatsoever no. with this. And even now you could you could probably watch a video and go, no, that wasn't me. Yeah. It wasn't me. Like someone, if I, someone said, here's me speeding, I go in a deep fake. That's mm. not me. Yeah, you've got to prove it's me. I'm innocent. Of yeah. guilty. That isn't enough now. No, so they have to that now. So if I threw that in like fake news, it's like just a flippant kind of, mm. it's not true. Yeah. Everyone's going to go run away and fact check. How yeah. how would anyone go away now and actually disprove the fact that you've seen that it's a that it's a deep fake? Mm. Incredibly hard to do, isn't mm. it? As quickly as this technology is giving you the means to do these things, there is also technology trying to catch up with validating or well, spot, yeah. spotting yeah. deep fakes yeah. and then telling you it's a deep fake. And as quickly as that is happening, the technology is moving further on, so you're never going to quite catch up. Yeah. Yeah. There's big companies in this world trying to look at the watermark mm-hmm. of these things. How mm. are we going to give these pieces of media a blue tick mm. or something mm. that's, or a kite mark that says... Some verification of... This is legit. 100% true, yeah. That, just technically, how on earth do we do that? And I know there's... I mean, they're, they're even talking to the point of, of tracking everything from source when it was filmed, where all the data comes from. And then you know, we're not getting someone up, up on a podium lying. Mm. It's gone beyond that now. Yeah, The and lie I, is a lie. I don't want to come on. I don't know enough about this. She was a really intelligent woman. She's brought a book out. She was fascinating to listen to. And so all we're doing is distilling and putting our perception on it. As you know, The man or woman on the street, this is how it looks yeah. for us. And so I'm not purporting like a dystopian future. I'm not here going, oh, we're all fucked. Do you know what I mean? Everything's going to be terrible. But if you look at it, the fact that anything of anybody doing anything to anybody <laughs> yeah, yeah. can be made by anybody, then reality is going to play second place to other people's new reality. Yes. Because you can make the world into whatever you want. You can make you into whatever you want. but you can make your friends and enemies into whatever you want and i'm just listening to her and thinking i know with you know if zuckerberg is listening i'm still not going to apologize hi mark (laughs) but um let's say five years ago it's someone would you know post that it was their wedding anniversary or they'd baked a cake or they'd run you know 4k in an hour and well done i love you and that was that was where we were with social media Mm -hmm. and then incrementally it has risen quite slowly so instagram is you know what it is and we've said this before and then tiktok is people dancing you know yeah we're taking it all down to sort of basic level but all of a sudden we're going to get something that none of those are going to matter anymore in some respects because they're going to be superseded by something that is just ubiquitous throughout the whole world yeah absolutely and that that does frighten me the gravity of this and this, I'm not over. I'm not being hugely dramatic. I don't think. I think hopefully, it's dramatic enough in its own. Yeah. In its own right. Yeah. But it pretty much wipes the slate clean for all this shit that we're talking about. All this misinformation, yeah. polarization, all that kind of stuff. Any anything down a digital hmm. platform. Yeah. Essentially, is literally flattened to the ground. Yeah. Which could be amazing <laughs> if you think about it, couldn't it? Yeah. To the point where no, not everyone will just switch off. So that that's that's huge. If you know this is coming, why why are we even worried about anything? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Why are we worried about We're, sending a, a meme that that Facebook don't like because yeah, soon anybody can send whatever they want yeah, anywhere. Yeah, but the whole thing will just you know kind of hopefully destroy itself. I went for uh, coffee again this morning with yeah, Joe and some cake, and uh, <laughs> and we were talking about this, and we're kind of walking down the high street, which is very the, this high street up in Gloucester which is 
a different high street now, like most of the high streets are around the country yeah. and around the world. Yeah. And this is coming back to the connection thing and the natural world thing. Mm-hmm. What is really real? I just had that overwhelming feeling that all the tactile, real <laughs> things, bricks and mortar stores, yes, experiencing the natural world, yeah, socializing with your friends, yeah, making things, repair shop, we're back to that, yeah. making things with our hands. You look yeah. at all the things that, that people are flocking to. Yeah. There's another, they're making a, a, like a bake-off, but for carpenters. Well, they've done one for pottery, haven't they? Pottery yeah. throwdown. But the carpenters one got, has been stopped because... Oh, did, did you, you see? Did you see? So yeah. got a ta- uh, fascist tattoo oh, on can I just Can I just very quickly yeah, tell yeah, you? Yeah. One of the tattoos is 8-8 on his face. Right. And my understanding that 8-8 is that H is the eighth letter of the alphabet, and I think 8-8 is Heil Hitler. Oh, okay. Is might that what wrong. that means? Okay. I might be wrong. I just used to have a guy that, that where I used to work was the most tattooed person in Bristol okay. and he was the most mild introvert. He didn't like attention. <laughs> he didn't have an inch of skin that wasn't tattooed, but he like wanted to keep it on the lowdown. It was like a real interesting, um, what's the word? Dichotomy. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so this person had 8-8. This was done, I think, by Sky History. Mm-hmm. And so Twitter got onto that. Yeah, yeah. So he's got 8-8. Meantime, Hitler, he's a Nazi, so now you have carpentry with Nazi sympathisers, and everybody <laughs> went mad. And then the guy went, 8-8 was the year my dad died, oh dear. 1988. So maybe, guys, Calm and down, then, eh? then the next day his dad goes, I'm not dead. <laughs> really? Yeah. I've not heard that at all. And then you go, this gets but, better. But, but then this is, this is also the deep fake, because although this is just like Daily Mail, it's like, I don't know how many of that, that bit's true. Maybe it wasn't even 8-8 eight, eight anyway. Maybe he didn't say his da- dad died there. Yeah, yeah. Maybe just someone said on his behalf. <laughs> maybe his dad isn't alive. Do you know what I mean? Oh, so you, don't, you didn't hear it or see his dad come out and go, I'm not dead. It was, oh. quote, it was quotes from the mainstream media. And okay, they, they right. said they'd interviewed him. And basically, I think it was the mail. Okay. He'd rung the mail but and went, then, you know, is that thing about yeah, it? Well, then how do Reports you... of my death have been grossly exaggerated. <laughs> yeah. That's a nice uh, digression. Yeah. Built, making things with the hands, repairing yeah. things, getting back to nature, doing things that are undeniably real. Yeah. And I know we're watching them, and that, but I guess the point is of this, we're getting to the point where even watching them now, we're going to get to the point even watching Bake Off and they've made an amazing yes. cake. Yes. How am I even going to believe that, that they've actually done that in real life and that's not AI tricking me? <laughs> that's the level we're going down. Yeah. So, But I, just picking up your point, I it, think it's a fantastic point that you're saying, and I hadn't realised this. All the things that you mentioned, it's almost like... We're reaching out to get a little bit of what life's about, a little bit around connection. I'm thinking about yeah. something like Strictly. Yeah. The, the, Why has the, that done so well? For say, it's, it's done it's, so well because it's people getting on smiling, wearing sparkling absolutely. clothes and not slagging each other yeah. off and, and throwing Molotov cocktails at each and other. And I think there's a real, you know, there's all these correlations with social and, and, and how it's affected, you know, there's lots of things where people have tracked negative things like teenage suicide yeah. next to social. Yeah. Has anyone tracked the kind of, the, the love for kind of, you know, traditional... You know, suits? Yeah. You know, making things, dancing, hmm. going to concerts. Yeah. Because, you know, I, I, would, I would argue, I haven't got these stuff, I just kind of popped in my head, but I would argue since kind of social media has kicked off, I would argue that live music has just taken off. And it's always been about, don't yeah. get me wrong. Basically, all the things we haven't got now that has been taken away from us. Yeah. So stadium, you know, comedians selling out stadiums. Yeah. Football. Night after night after night. Mm. Yeah, football, big bands events just events all sorts of events comic-con although any any kind of hobby and interest you can think of 
I think the Renaissance has been in. Oh, I was about phys- to use that word. I had it written down. <laughs> Renaissance in physical yeah. interaction, hasn't it? Connection. But it's still, so. My, still op- my opening little gambit wasn't. Hopefully, wasn't too. You know, I knew we were going to be talking about this, and this right. is the thing that kind of really kicked in for me today. I think there's going to be a really big push to. There's a big push to. There's a painting program on, isn't yeah. there? Portraits. Yeah. Yeah. The, the Bake Off style. Well, know. one of my clients is doing, um, has bought Zoom lessons in painting. She yeah. can't make that connection. Always yeah. wanted to paint. But as soon as all this, hopefully this pandemic crap is over, you know, we're all hopefully we're all getting back in a room and we're doing our life drawing. We'll be doing our yoga. We'll be doing our yeah. Krav Maga fighting. We'll be doing... be nice to think, all, wouldn't it? I like to think this deep fake will all just kind of disappear into the back and we'll all get to, you know, <laughs> we'll go back to analogue, <laughs> paper and pen. It'd be Woodstock. And we'll That's all what go, you but want. I, yeah, but I think all the things that have been trying, all that's just dead, you know, print is dead. Yeah. I mean, it's still there. It's not entirely dead. I no. don't think it will die. No. I don't think you can kill it. And you know what? I think that all those kind of My traditional research. things. Like vinyl has, I guess. Absolutely. Yeah. All that says to me is there's a real appetite, a real genuine tactile connection with the things around us. I talked about connection with food, didn't I, last episode? Yes. And yes. our environment. And I just on a bit of a trip with connection. And, no, I, 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 and, I like what you're saying. And the brevity like thing, not having brevity take over. Yes. And, now and I understand. Take, okay, taking <laughs> stock and soaking it all up so i kind of went yeah shit that is scary but, maybe, but it might just put us back on track right yeah and if, if enough of us turn our back on it yeah then maybe we can regain yeah a little bit of normality i think so sorry i had a, i got quite passionate about that no i like that <laughs> <laughs> where are you on your on your list my list's done oh yeah oh. i didn't I, I didn't want a deep dive i just wanted to raise it yeah all these things are just all kind of you know, joining at the same junction, which is kind of really pleasing. Because mm. I think from episode one to where we are now, we've we talked about ball, keeping the balls in the air. We've thrown a lot of balls in the air. And yeah. We're trying to, and I was worried that it was all going to be fairly disparate and like, oh God, we, you know, we're trying to grab all these things. But all these things seem to be kind of coming together in but one it, nice it big yeah, track. Yeah. But it wasn't a predestined direction. It wasn't like we no, gone, so. right, let's try and talk about watching cormorants, or as I said last <laughs> podcast, cormorants. Cormorant. <laughs> <laughs> And I wanted, I touched on um, talking about action and I know we talked about small steps, which is our, yeah. an action campaign of some degree, how to yeah. kind of get things done, do small things, incremental things. The only reason I wanted to talk about action wasn't to kind of, to rail, it was a slightly different angle on getting things done and mm-hmm. how you think about getting yeah. things done. Yeah. So one thing I wanted to talk about was busy work. You you aware of the, mm-hmm. of what busy work means? I think you've mentioned it before. So I think it ties in well to kind of the compulsion loop in that, in that busy work is encouraged by a reward but in this case a false reward mm-hmm. okay so busy work can refer to an activity that is un- undertaken to pass time and stay busy but in and of itself has no actual value busy work also occurs in business military and other settings in situations where people may be required to be present but may lack the opportunity skills or need to do something more productive people may engage in busy work to maintain an appearance of activity in order to avoid criticism of being inactive or idle, you know, work for work's sake, essentially, which I think we're all very, very guilty of. If I can just interject, I've just written down there, one of my favourite things when I used to be at work that I used to use a lot. I used to use this a lot. I did quite a lot of public speaking, actually, and I was just thinking I used to use this quite often on a slide and sort of Mm. sit back or stand back and go, like, just take that in, like, crowd. Like, if you're going to adore me, I did every, this is all, these four words are all mine. I'm sure loads of other people have said it. Um, I used to say activity doesn't equal progress. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'll let that go there. That's just, it was interesting what you said. Just stand back and think about that. (laughs) 
<laughs> you can't have a podcast because you can't be silent, can you? You know you can't be silent on the radio more than a certain amount of time. Do you know this? I was just trying to be, I was just trying to be silent. Um, what happens? Does it something kick in and go boop, boop, boop? Basically, if it's silent, it means it that possibly off. we've been taken over and that the BBC has been taken out of the radio station. So even when they're having oh, is there, is there a sp- minute silence, there will be noise of some sort, even if it's just rustling. What, or, do, okay, so it's all been listened and all it, the alarms go off, do they? If I think if there's radio silence for more than a certain time, that means we're in yeah. trouble. Yeah. I have that internally when we, we sit here going, oh. <laughs> There's a guy called Jerry Rumor. He's a writer and on on subjects of productivity and peak performance. He's got a little article on, on Medium. He says, real productivity is about consistently spending the majority of your time on your most valuable and important tasks. Real productivity is about continuously identifying your priorities and being able to tackle them both efficiently and of high quality. It's about eliminating or outsourcing the busy work so you can save your mental resources, time and energy for what's truly important. I think all these things, as you can see, it's mm. like all kind of coming together, mm. aren't they? Uh, yet we as humans are drawn towards complexity, which I thought was yes. just sums yeah. me up. We often make things a lot harder and more confusing than they actually need to be. We overlook simplicity because it isn't exciting enough. And why is busy work so hard to resist? Busy work appeals so much because we feel productive when we are engaged in it. Doing a lot of different things makes us feel important, and we like to feel important. Mm-hmm. So when we have a to-do list of, say, 35 tasks and we accomplish 27 of them, we feel really good about ourselves that we've done a lot of work. However, most people never stop to analyze the value of those tasks. They only look at the quantity of their output, not the quality. Who says accomplishing those 27 tasks actually leads to significant progress towards your important goals? So the problem is um, that busy work leads to false rewards. For example, when we post an inspirational quote on Instagram, we gain false rewards in form of likes, comments, and followers. Mm-hmm. And when we tweet something and it gets retweeted, we also get a false sense of reward. When we answer a lot of emails, we gain the false reward of an empty inbox. These false rewards lead to dopamine spikes, as we've already touched on, in the brain, which makes us feel good and accomplished. Therefore, we create a false impression that we're being productive. Mm. So again, tying all the things in we've talked Mm -hmm. in the last couple of... And this could be outside a work setting. I was just thinking of a gym setting. You can be an hour and a quarter in a gym and you do 20 minutes work. Absolutely. We can be pedants, can't we? Mm Mm-hmm. The phrase do less well, and mm. this is why commas are so important because yeah. you need to put a comma just after the word less. Mm. So, do less well, yeah. So, that's my little bit on action, which hopefully is a bit of a springboard for the small step stuff, yeah. Different yeah. look on it. Do um, I get music? Yeah, right. You always say that. No, I always forget. Give me a minute. Drop, give me 20. It did make me smile when you thought the reason that Facebook have, have chucked you out was because Amelia said vagina. <laughs> I did for a minute. I, I know what, you did. what content have we put out? Hmm. Just a slight apology. Firstly, thank you very much for the, the feedback we got on, on, on 15, I think, uh, talking about the gyms. It, yes. was, it was quite awkward for me because it's, it was so, it's what I do and what I have been doing. And I, I couldn't almost take a step back at some stage. But we had a lot of good feedback, a lot of interesting. Mm-hmm. And I think I think there's more work to be done there in terms of, like you've often said about giving the takeaways, that it's like if we can find one or two things and say, well, actually, someone's put this forward or someone's done this. And one, one of my clients said how interesting they found it. And this is the, the one thing I wanted to say before I go on to this mm-hmm. um, very quick question, uh, very quick survey, was the client said, I found it so interesting that Amelia had trouble or concerns or worries about being naked. Yeah in the changing rooms yeah so this client was was making the point of how interesting she found that 
and how she made it into to, to show us to show me how that was a barrier was saying if Amelia, for example, came in the gym, didn't feel confident about being naked in the shower and went home and had her shower because she's working at home being a PT, mm. then being naked isn't a barrier. Yeah. But this person was saying, I go to the gym in my lunch break. I can't go back to the office having done a workout. Mm. So if I have the same concerns about being having worries about being naked publicly, mm. that is yet another barrier, yeah. uh, which I thought was an interesting point mm. that it's almost sometimes the barriers, you can do all the stuff on the gym floor, but there might be something else that's yeah. making you feel yeah. you know, less than comfortable. Um, the bit I just wanted to flag up was really just to say that obviously other people have actually addressed this question. We're not the first two people to go. <laughs> um, and so this comes from um, Pure Gym. I think Pure Gym has been in the news because Kate Burley, who does the news on Sky, was interviewing a minister. Right. And she said to him, can I go to a gym in Manchester? Because there's all been all these changes. Yeah. And he said, I honestly don't know. And she went, well, you should do, you're a minister. And he went... There's so many different cities. There's so many different tiers. I don't know all of them. And I thought, fair play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's that's a robot. True. Um, and he went, if you live in Manchester, you can find out easily. <laughs> yeah. And I thought, yeah, good reply. Yeah, good and she's still going, well, surely you should know. Surely if someone asks you, you should be able to say. And he went, I know from my own experience, I'm a member. And I think he mentioned Pure Gym. I'm pretty mm. certain he said, I'm a member of Pure Gym. For the last couple of months, I haven't been going he said, maybe I just have some concerns or, you know, whatever. He's just trying to be quite yeah. anecdotal. Yeah. And she went, um, I think looking at you, maybe you should go. Mm. Now, it wasn't humorous. That's the point I'm making. Yeah. She thought it was humorous and he took it really well. And he went, yeah, I need to. He said, I'm still paying membership and I'm not getting much for it. And they laughed. And I thought reverse that. Uh, yeah. Reverse the Tory MP saying to the... Um, Female to female anchor, presenter, yeah, yeah. yeah, I go to a gym. Do you want me to give you the dress, love? Because you need to do it. Yeah. He would have been probably out of a job. Yeah. And I thought that was interesting that fat shaming, if it's a Tory MP, was almost seen yeah. as quite humorous. Yeah. But if he'd done it back, I think he would have been out of a job. Oh, Seriously, absolutely. think he would have been yeah, out of a job. Yeah. So Good that, point. that well, was why Pure Gym um, came to mind. So yep. they did um, an advice on overcoming your gym anxiety and spoke to someone called Dr. Margie Kerr, who's an expert in the realm of fear, which I thought was maybe right. something we, I know we're going to look at pain. She knows a lot about it or she's in constant fear. I don't know. She was she was too scared to be interviewed. Um, so what she did was share what about the gym that makes it so scary. But like us, she decided to share nine ways to get over your gym anxiety. Just nine. Yeah. Yeah. Small steps. Here's nine things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No one does the here's one thing. No. No. And our one thing was get a program, speak to an expert. So yeah. when you go in the gym, you know what you're doing. Yeah. Excellent advice. But the other thing that I found interesting for Pure Gym, they have done this very well. It does feel like reading men's health or women's health or, mm -hmm. you know, and they've got all these little tiny little um, references in. So I'm just going to drop these in. 18% of the UK's non-gym goers would rather stand at the top of a skyscraper than go to the gym on their own. Right. So what? What does that matter? It's like, anyway. Yeah. So here are very, tips, very quick tips. Mm -hmm. And I think we covered a lot of these. The first one is, she could have stopped after the first one. Remind yourself that you are in control. Oh, yeah. 
Studies show a sense of agency or control makes scary events easier to tolerate and overcome. So remind yourself that you're the one choosing to take on this fear. Excellent. And that goes very quickly back to the, you can choose not to be on social media. Yeah. You can choose not to be, you know, encouraging the fear of missing out for yourself. Yes. And, you know, yeah. I think that's a really good one. And that, yeah. we might kind of pick that up again. But that's excellent. Yeah. And so I think the first one, and there's a little bit more on that, which we might put up on the yeah. notes. Um, she's saying other people didn't choose this for you. You did. Mm. Um, celebrate your wins, big and small. It's like she's been listening. Isn't it? And then second one, actually, she could have gone for two because we use this one as well. <laughs> celebrate your accomplishments as often as possible. Mm-hmm. We've been going on about celebration, haven't we? Yeah. And I think that's more than just, I've lifted some weights on Facebook. Well done, hun. It has to be a bit more than that. Yeah. But maybe write stuff down, you know, congratulate yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, make a list of all the positive gains. Well, we've been going on about um, learned optimism. And I think yes. that's tough. She then comes back to acknowledge your fears, which I think is sort of the acknowledgement of your fears is the whole that's the whole process that we're talking about yeah don't ignore that you feel scared well that's the same as acknowledge your fears yeah, she's i she think could have, she could have had a shorter list yeah she's an expert in the realm of fear which is <laughs> not an expert in brevity except that you can't do everything yeah that's a fear <laughs> and her final one don't be scared uh, make a plan <laughs> write your plan for your first workout in explicit detail keep it manageable it could be as simple as drive to gym Walk in the door, put personal items in a locker, take an introduction class. Walk out. (laughs) Clean up, yeah, cry. (laughs) Clean up in locker, drive home. So although that is a little bit more simplistic than what we were saying about having a program, there is that bit about breaking it down into steps. And I know, I mean, I'm still, I still hesitate to order a coffee in a coffee shop. So I get that. Yeah. Um, Sorry. Sorry. What? What do you mean? What did you say? I'm. I struggle to order a coffee in a coffee shop. Do you? Yeah. That why? If I was with someone, yeah. I would always ask them or insist that they They'd bought do it, it for you. Yeah. Okay, why is that? I don't know. I just find it in the same way that I can't make phone calls. Okay. Have I not shared this before? No, that's why. I'm, <laughs> that's why I'm, you stopped me in my tracks. Yeah. No, I have a, a big anxiety about. What about buying a meal deal? Is that different? Because you don't have to interact with anybody. I would tend, I would tend to. I'm not, I'm not being, no, no. I'm not being flippant. But so I, I, I bought the meal deal. I would always go to the self serve. That, so that's what I was kind of. Yeah, is it because always, you don't want to? Even if the queue's bigger on the self serve, I'll go it, to the self serve. So is it about talking? It's about human to, interaction. Okay, fine. Just it's, so it's, I was just surprised. That's all. Because I, I think you're really confident. I guess it's like I know we share some of the kind of game, we'd rather kind it? of stay in with a blanket over us than <laughs> go. You know, I get that, but. Um, maybe this is something we can talk about in more yeah, detail so, so an example at the moment I'm on an urgent waiting list for an operation mm-hmm. and I know with COVID urgent doesn't mean urgent anymore yeah. and I know the thousands or well millions of people I think uh, especially True, around yeah. cancer uh, who, who are not having appointments which is appalling yeah. so I'm not going to go oh I'm on the urgent list I demand to be seen but there is um, a waiting list hotline Right. But I will only ring that outside office hours for the fear that someone might answer it and give me the answer I was looking for. Okay. So I will ring at nine at night and go, oh, you're not here. I'll just leave a voicemail. No, I think it's really, I think we can, Yeah, yeah. if you didn't mind, unpack that. No, no, we can unpack it. And it's good. I think it's there's lots of, I'm sitting here going, there's bits of me that's like that. Mm. And I know there's other people, I don't know if you've ever experienced that dynamic, who, if you go to the a coffee shop with someone, whether you kind of know them or not, there's sometimes the awkwardness about who's taking over 
the kind of ordering of that. Oh, well, what and then there's an awkward, what do you want? And they go, oh, no, what do you want? And then you're in that kind of, oh, God. And then you're, that whole thing can be awkward, oh, no, can't that, it? D- that doesn't happen. Two people go into a coffee shop. You just go, order I, me this and I'll... No, no, I'll, I'll get a seat. When, have you he, ordered, he, here's a tenner. I'll buy it every time. Here's a tenner. Get what you want. I'll have a flat white. I'll go find you next a seat. Time. <laughs> <laughs> go sit down, Mark. <laughs> Excuse your money. <laughs> no, yeah. Okay, that's... Um, so, so that's the tactic. Good to, um, that's the tactic. Okay, yeah, cool. Mm. Raising to be cheerful. Okay. One of the so, best lines I've seen in a while. So go. Mindfulness-based stress reduction. Mm-hmm. It's a very well known. It's an eight-week evidence-based program created by someone called Dr. John Kabat-Zinn. And as you know, doing quite a lot of meditation at the moment, quite a lot of mindfulness, having a positive effect. Um, I'm just going to quote one client from this week who yeah. said, FYI, Mark, you're much more approachable. You're less of a robot, more of a human. And I went, What, just after one... No, no, just no, over the, last, over the last right, few months. And I thought, so basically I was a robot. So it's like a sort of bit of a backhanded compliment. You're less of a shit. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. So why I said Raisin to be cheerful is that um, we did our first um, one of eight um, sessions. And so the group met, met over Zoom and the group leader said, make sure you have um, a raisin or other small fruit to hand. Mm-hmm. And we're not going to do the whole thing now had a raisin in my hand and she asked us to do various things like yeah. look at it and feel can it I, on Can I skin. do this? Right? Yeah. Because so, I, I, I we have a bag of, ra- so, bag yeah. of raisins. Right so there. pick one out. Okay, what, I, what I'm going to do is I'm going to shine. I think this might work. Put it in the palm. You can't eat yet. Shh. Put it in the hand. palm of your hand. Yeah. And so just look at that raisin. Just actually. Yep. I'm looking at it. Do you want me to say anything about no, it? No, I'll, I'll just do the commentary. So... Here we are, Damien has the raisin in his palm. That's two fruits for the price of one. What? I said you had a raisin in your palm. No. <laughs> palm of fruit? I, I mean, like, date from palm trees. Doesn't work. <laughs> so. Go on, carry on as you were, that was good. So, Damien has got the raisin in the palm of his hand. So when I had this, I suddenly thought, shit. I've never realized that about raisins. And I don't know if you can get it from your raisin, but I could see tiny fragments of sugar or fructose or like little sparkly oh bits. Yeah, you can. It's like tiny bits of quartz within the raisin. It's like when you get it to a, a road close and you can see all the bits yes. of glass in it. Yeah. yeah. But have you got it as well? Yeah, I can. I can see them, yeah. Now yeah. I'm looking. Yeah. I've never, I've never looked at one. Who looks at them like that? Well, maybe this, is, this has brought this... Yeah. To the ultimate conclusion, which I hoped it was, and that's why I didn't preempt you. Do you know what you. I just did to find that? What? I took the time to look. Yes. The script has worked. I We're, feel so smug right now. Yeah. We're almost like the podcast equivalent of a rainbow. We've come 360 degrees. <laughs> and no. we're just full of colour <laughs> and light. The point I was making, when I saw these tiny little sparkles, mm-hmm. I make granola with raisins raisins my best friend and i'd never seen that and it's exactly exactly your point i'd never looked at a raisin right so there's your that's brilliant as ian jury would say i think we've really um raisined the bar there (laughs) right better get on wrap this bad boy up that's it for this episode well done for getting this far and thanks for listening all links and references will be in our show notes please make sure you subscribe to us via your favorite podcasting app and if you are enjoying this pod then please tell a friend tell a family member 
or Nemesis or whoever you feel would benefit from having us in their ears. Give us a follow on Instagram, search for I'm Finecast and send us your feedback and questions via our email, which is imfinecast at gmail.com. In the next episode, we'll have part two of Are We Being Played? Mm -hmm. Micro. Micro. (laughs) And how to enjoy slow. (laughs) So we'll see you then. Thanks. See you then. Bye-bye.